Hey, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? <sighs> it's been a while since we recorded on a Sunday. I know. Well, and Back I was normal. I like our Monday night record, but um mm-hmm. today I woke up. I wasn't hungover despite how much I drank last night, but I was basically just like a lazy bum on the couch all day, so I was like, okay, right. Maybe if we record tonight, that'll like actually hold me accountable to something. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. here we are. Beautiful. And here we are. How are you? Good. My sister's here. Yes. So we've been hanging out, watching TV, eating, goofing off, going for walks. We've gone for a few long walks. My legs are kind of tired today. Oh, that's good. I normally take my off uh, abs day on Thursday because it's like the last day before I go up a day, but I might take it today. I'm going to try to do a wall sit once we stop recording, and if I don't think I can do a plank, I'm just going to push it off till tomorrow. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Yeah, I did an exercise today because of the aforementioned just laying on the couch situation. Right. It's a Sunday. That's normal. Yeah. we, um, We made copycat purple margaritas last night. I saw so Instagram. Are, I do follow you. Yeah, those were <laughs> sometimes I don't. <laughs> those were pretty good, uh, but yeah, I think by the time I was, did they taste authentic? They did. They tasted really, really uh, correct. So the person whose mm-hmm. Tumblr page we found the recipe on did a really great job with his research. I don't even Tumblr remember page. what was all in it, but it's like tequila, um, Everclear. Uh, oh God, you're gonna give so, that'll fuck you up. And you're telling me you weren't hungover today? No, Lies. I wasn't. So, <laughs> pretty proud of myself. I'm trying to think what would make purple, like grenadine and blue curacao. Yeah, blue curacao, <laughs> creme de cassis, hmm. um, 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 lime juice. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't really taste good, but like, I this is a restaurant that I live right next to, and like. I love mm-hmm. a place that has a drink limit, and this restaurant has, you've been there with me, has a two-margarita yes. limit because they're so strong. So right. since obviously we're not going to restaurants, we were like, right. let's make them and have some fun. And a friend's boyfriend was doing a DJ set, like, on YouTube. And so <laughs> okay. we are like, all right, like, we'll, like – join the live stream and right. have some background get drunk on homemade purple margaritas Correct. and dj it up yeah so that was pretty fun and then today i watched like i don't know about 800 hours of house hunters um mm-hmm. we like we watched a bunch of episodes of renovation because that's personally my favorite because I, I feel like it's mm-hmm. really satisfying to actually see what they did with the space also, mm-hmm. it makes Micah, it riles him up so much. Like, he just, like, <laughs> yells at the TV because he's like, you dummies, are you idiots? Why would it Why would it ever be like that? Why would there be hardwood floors underneath tile? That was in an episode today. <laughs> um, and I, I have never really been a huge HGTV person. I've gone through phases, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I was always a love it or list it gal. Oh. Really used to like love it or list it. Yeah, I've watched that a couple times with my parents. I was thinking, I was like, who have I become that like I spent my whole entire day watching HDTV? 
Um, right. Well, that's me with Chopped. Oh, you know? Chopped is like, so, Chopped is the same thing. I used to be thing. young. I used to be cool. <laughs> chopped is the exact same yeah. thing. <laughs> Literally, the the itch that is scratched by House Hunters is the exact same thing with Chopped. Yeah. Well, and then we were watching House Hunters Reno, and um, it kicked us over to House Hunters Off the Book or something like that. Out of the Box, I think is what it's called. Ooh. And it was I've never heard of that so one. cool. There was only five episodes on the HGTV app, but it's basically uh, people who want to buy like not traditional homes. And so mm-hmm. it was like a lot of people. I mean, there were only five episodes. So it was like people from like small towns who bought like uh, um or like one of the things was like an old car dealership and so uh-huh. just like then making that into and then make it a into house like a house or like some with some living space that's crazy. or like an old bank that doesn't make any sense it's it was so <laughs> Ooh, cool a bank. yeah oh interesting i might watch that i've only i'm only familiar with uh original and international yeah and international pisses me off more than original i think international is more entertaining but it's also I have more complaints. <laughs> International's kind of obnoxious because Americans are obnoxious, and it's exactly, like- <laughs> and it just distills everything about Americans that sucks. Like the shower is too small, and yeah, there's no dryer. <laughs> kind of all this shit. Right. Where it's why, like, why is the washer in the laundry room in or the not kitchen. in the laundry room? Why is it in the kitchen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't watch a lot of international, but. Yeah, and then I just uh, watched the movie we're going to talk about today. So it's been a pretty exciting day. I watched three movies today, two Tom Cruise movies. And what did I watch in between? I watched Minority Report. Batman. And then I watched a Batman Forever. And then I watched the first Mission Impossible because Blank Check's Mission Impossible miniseries behind the Patreon wall. Oh, I was wondering. Wednesday. You're like, why are you watching Mission Impossible? Didn't you do that a few years ago? Yes, Nor. I watched them all. How excited are you for when they talk about the newest Mission Impossible? I'm really hyped for once. Honestly, once they get to Ghost Protocol, that's when I really am hype on Mission Impossible. Mm -hmm. Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout. That's a real tight trio. Yeah. I remember. They've already talked about. They've talked about Ghost Protocol on the regular series because that's directed by Brad Bird. They did a Brad Bird miniseries, so right. They're just gonna do the commentary now. Nice. Well, that's fun. Yeah, I remember I saw Fallout at a movie theater like, like forty minutes away, because that was like the only movie working on Movie Pass, and that was the only theater it was showing at. Yes, and I was just like, that was right when Movie Pass was being really unreliable. Yeah, so I was like, well. What else am I doing? I'm not going to pay. I guess I'll just drive <laughs> up there. I don't want to have to pay to see a movie when I can use MoviePass. Right. So, yeah, that was I a think thrilling. within the span of three weeks, I saw Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, uh, like upwards of five times, um, Crazy Rich Asians, and Fallout. And I remember being like, man, summer movies, there's nothing like <sighs> it. And I, I kind of still feel that way to this day, which is to say we're not going to get any summer movies this year. Yeah, which... <laughs> and I'm just desperate for that. We should bring up <laughs> that they have yet again pushed back Tenet. They have pushed Tenet again. And I think they're just going to keep pushing it two weeks until they feel like they can release yeah, it. Yeah, that's nuts. Because I think they're like dead set on that being the first one back. Yeah, that's nuts. But I just like... I don't know. It's weird because I feel like we're in a period now where people are ignoring it and pretending like everything's fine. But I feel like that's only going to last like a week or two before things start closing down again, right? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess 
One thing to bring up is that Alma Draft House recently announced what they plan to do when they open back up. And it sounds like they're really like, they're, in my opinion, their plans are better than like going to the grocery store. Like to me, it seems like the least like threatening thing you can be doing outside of your home. Which makes me right. pretty sitting excited. far away from people, yeah. leaving your mask on. It's like they're <laughs> drinking through a straw under your mask. There are two <laughs> buffer seats in between you and strangers. They want you to order your food in advance. That way, you know, it's like not limits the interactions that you have to have with the server. They're asking for masks. You have to t- be temperature temperature checked. They're um, cleaning like very thoroughly in between yeah i forget what exactly they're going to be using but it was like something that seemed like far beyond intense (laughs) what anyone else is doing so i don't know i'm kind of hopeful that eventually we can go back it's just one of those things like i think like i think they will be as responsible as you can be about it but like movies won't come out until it can play in like a regal yeah you know so we're just waiting for for the floodgates i guess I'm, i don't know it's gonna be i'm just at the point where i'm like even if they play like a lot of old programming i'll go mm-hmm. and i'll go watch movies because i just miss going to the movies so much i miss e- eating i keep at talking Alma about Draft going House. to the drive-in theater and i haven't yet maybe you and darcy <laughs> can find something we were talking about it. It's just hard. Like, I mean, I can basically, since it gets so dark so late here, like it's nine and the sun finally went down, like all the showings are pretty late and the drive-in theater is like 40 minutes away from mm-hmm. me. So it's like basically going to be a 2 a.m. night no matter what. So I have to do it on like Friday or Saturday or else I'll be a little baby. And then, I don't know, like, I just tend to have things. Like, I was playing games again on Friday, and Darcy was here, so we were just goofing off. And then yesterday, she had a really thrilling day. Uh, She put on some sunscreen for our walk early in the morning, and then she had an allergic reaction, so (gasps) she took a Benadryl and slept from, like, 5 to 7. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jeez. She's fine. I cut her hair yesterday. I saw. How'd that go? (laughs) That's another another, um, progression. Not really. Um, me and Darcy are a good combination of she is pretty low maintenance and I am overly confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so a while back she'd been like, I think it'd be fun if you cut my hair during quarantine. And I'm like, do you like need a haircut or do you just think that'd be a fun activity? And she's like, mostly the second, semi the first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. I mean, she has, like, long hair. It's a straight cut. There's, like, very – there's no layering. She doesn't have bangs. Yeah. No middle part. So I was like, I feel like I can probably not fuck this up. And I think it turned out fine. Yeah, okay. I mean, she'll probably go to a salon at some point, and they'll be like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> but when it's, like, you know, wet or dry you, and, like, messed with, you can't tell that it's a nightmare made by uh, an at-home non-haircut stylist. My cousin just did an at-home balayage. And she Ooh, was bold. She I was would like, never it color Darcy's like Darcy's four hours. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, oh, when I go to the oh salon, that's God. how long it takes too. She's like, the balayage yeah. itself only takes about like 15 minutes, but it's like all of the other. I was just like, there's absolutely no way I would ever do that. I mean, for me, no. I have dark hair where I'm always like, I mean, I can try to dye my hair colors at home. And if I don't like it, I just like dye it back black or like yeah. a dark brown or something. 
Yeah. Um, as much as Darcy's low key about her hair cut, I think she'd be very high key about her hair color. So I would never. Rest yeah. That. <laughs> she was just like, um, yeah, it was like it wasn't too bad, and I was like, I literally can't imagine. But, <laughs> hey, power I'm very much. I mean, my hair just is pretty much its natural color. Sometimes I get like the shiny toner or glaze or whatever, but I, I like I like to be low maintenance too. Yeah, I don't want to mess with things too much. Yeah, me too. I want to get uh, too hot, you know. <laughs> I was saying, it might be me too, too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me the person who ordered clip-in bangs. So right, I'm, right, I'm right. Really... You've never, you've never been too much, <laughs> which I still haven't gotten yet. I called my salon the other day because yeah, I still haven't gotten my clip and bang. Wow, it's been ages. Yeah, it was like I ordered them right before quarantine, and then I think they got kind of like right. lost somewhere. Lost. <laughs> so much like your apron, they're somewhere in the world. Right. Oh God, I don't know what to do about it. I don't know. But I did. I ordered. Um, shout out to Lauren Scholard. She got engaged, and I ordered her like a cheese board from Russia. And the second I ordered it, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if this is gonna get aproned." But she like lives in an actual house, and so when she had to like sign for it, she was like at her home. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know how the apartment. I don't know how they're just not getting that. But you know, it's fine. Eventually, you'll get it. Yeah, it's gonna be. Great. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah. Well, nice. Anything else? Any other? News? I'm trying to think. No, probably not. Emma Roberts. Is oh, pregnant. I mean. Oh, right. Emma. That's. I guess. <laughs> sure. I don't really care. I guess that's newsworthy. <laughs> I guess that's newsworthy. I mean, Tenant um, hasn't come out yet, so we haven't had a right. press tour of any capacity. Like, there's gonna be. I, there won't be a Tenant press tour, which just is just another thing shame. that I'm upset about because I know because I feel like. Like, I feel like John David Washington is, like, would probably be very game. And, like, Robert Pattinson would probably be very hard to I read. think that they would be really fun. <laughs> I think they'd be a really fun duo. Like, I... I feel like John David Washington probably has no patience <laughs> for Robert Pattinson. I think... <laughs> That's just me putting that on I him. think John David Washington sounds like a, a gem. He, like, I right. think he would probably just, like, laugh along at Robert Pattinson, just, like, flailing in interviews. That's true. I was just about to say something that, actually, I have another example that goes directly against it. But I was going to say, a lot of people who are, like, brought up in celebrity, I feel like, have, like, a really good read on, like, their public persona, you yeah. know? And, like, I can see him being very charming and, like, he does actively seem really trying charming. to be charming, yeah. you know? Um, but I mean, he's and the I was son of be, like, Denzel. I feel like that comes... Of course yes. he's I'm like, charming. I feel like that <laughs> but I feel like that comes naturally when you're kind of brought up in that world. But I also think one of the least charming people <laughs> so far so far to the right side that I love her for it is Dakota Johnson. Oh. <laughs> who I think would not be who I think is kind of probably the anti that I think she's pretty charming. I think she's relatable. I don't think she's trying to like I don't know. You don't think she's I love trying Dakota to Johnson. charm I'm, you? No, I think she's almost doing the Robert Pattinson. I think she's kind of being... Do you think her and Robert Pattinson have ever met? I feel like they would be Um, maybe similar circles. I feel like they would be maybe, like, similar vibes to the point that, like, maybe that, like, clashes. Yeah. I I love every time it comes up with that Dakota Johnson Ellen video. 
It's so fucking good. It's <laughs> so good. It kills me. <laughs> like, she, <laughs> I have an ice cube in my mouth. Sorry, that's not great audio. Yeah, um, would you mind? I, there's no more water in my cup, and so I just went straight for the ice cube. I wasn't thinking. Um, no, I mean, that Ellen clip, it haunts my dreams. I think about it <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, it's you were, in, but you were invited, Ellen. <laughs> it's just, you it's incredible. She, it's incredible. I can't remember exactly what his name is, but she's like, ask your PA, ask Robert. Like <laughs> she knows his name, and then she looks off screen to be like, tell her, bitch. Yes, <laughs> she's so great. I it's just it's amazing. That's, and then just to watch Ellen like scramble and like Ellen also like kind of thinks that she's in the right here, you know? Like Ellen's like I feel like kind of playing it like wow, you're being rude, but everyone at the end like sided with Dakota and that just makes me happy. Yeah. And this was even before <sighs> like it was really circulating around that Ellen's a terrible person. Right. I mean, I feel like that's always kind of been a rumor. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm not too sure if if that's always been out there because as we talked about many episodes ago, I'm not that my history with Ellen is only so brief. But right, you know, right. I feel like I don't know. I, I've never like watched Ellen, but I feel like for a while I like was appreciative of you know like I don't know she did like those haunted house tours or whatever but now it's like just grading on everyone I mean I kind of think that's with anyone who's like on television every day I used to love Jimmy Fallon now he annoys me you know this just happens well and also it was like (laughs) because also I think like all celebrities are kind of terrible so if you are exposed to them enough you're gonna hate them (laughs) yeah like how long has Ellen's show even been on air it's been like ages I have no concept of time. The 2000s? <laughs> Early who, 2000s? Who do you think? I know she had a show in the 90s when she like came yeah, out. Yeah, she was on the t- her own TV show. Yeah. Do you have a favorite like daily uh, TV personality? So I guess either morning or night or afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I guess Seth. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I guess Seth. Um, but I think we've talked about this. I don't watch... I haven't been watching any like quarantine content because it makes me depressed to like see people in their houses. Mm-hmm. Um, not like depressed that they have houses, <laughs> but like there's no live studio audience. It's just like another daily reminder that everything's fucked. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I agree that I like Seth Myers. I think that, I think that maybe his writing is the most daring out of all of the mm-hmm. people. Like he seems to kind yeah. of like, it's not that he doesn't care. He just doesn't seem like he's like right. trying to play the game as well as everyone. He's like, right. I know I'm not and the top also... show on NBC late night. So like I'm going right. to make this my show, which I really appreciate. Right. But it's also not like I feel like for a long time it's like and like still with kind of with Kimmel, like just like I'm going to be edgy by just kind of being an asshole. Ooh, Kimmel like, was I, in the news this I, week. Oh, I have not. He I have had not to. Seen, he apologized for huge, uh, wearing blackface. Okay. He like did like That's... a sketch with Snoop Dogg. I might be totally huh. misquoting this, but I believe he did a sketch with Snoop Dogg like a while ago, and wore blackface. And I think he either rapped or he just said it, but he used the N word. So mm. you know, people mm. were yeah. not too uh, appreciative of that. Not too pleased. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I feel like with like Letterman also, it was kind of like always just being an asshole. And I feel like Seth's kind of a nice person, but he's not letting you get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> he has such a cute chuckle I also think, too. Also, yeah, I also think he's he's been really good about like I feel like I know his writing team. Like he puts them in front of the audience more than a lot of other people mm-hmm. do. I think it's probably kind of being like, you know, we're like we're not the the primetime show. Yeah. <laughs> like we can kind of do whatever. I mean, it's not exactly Ben Schwartz and Adam oh, Pally, but the best. I think he pushes the boundaries and like I don't know. I, I feel like I just like every time I like hear about like his crew and his writing team, it all seems nice. Yeah. <laughs> um plus there's that video of him and Rihanna where he got like trashed. Oh my god. All the videos where Seth gets trashed is the one where he gets trashed with Kelly Clarkson is also iconic. I mean, the Rihanna <laughs> one's the best because, like, it's Rihanna and there's just something about, like, being having Rihanna in the room, you yeah. know? Um, which reminds me, I will, we're coming back to Rihanna, remind me. But the Kelly Clarkson one is great because at one point, he gets really drunk, and I think he does the same with the Rihanna one, but it's I identify with the Kelly Clarkson one a little more. He puts in headphones, and he's like, okay, now I'm going to sing Since You've Been Gone to You, but only I hear the music. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's, like, horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like this is me when I try to sing Since You've Been Gone. Like, because you're listening to music, and you think you're vibing, but, like, to put that on camera, you singing Since You've Been Gone, with no music is fucking bold. He's great. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. Anyway, Rihanna. Rihanna. Um, so I've been listening to Iconography, and I've kind of gone back and listened to a ton of them mm-hmm. now. Uh, this is how I get into podcasts. But um, the reason I got into it is because the past two weeks, uh, they had Griffin Newman talking about Vin Diesel, and before that, they had David Sims talking about Colin Farrell. So, like, hello, I'm there. <laughs> uh- Your voice, all four of them. Yeah. All four of my boys. <laughs> um, but Griffin was talking about Vin, and he's like, the one thing you need to know about Vin is there's a video of him at his home. He has a karaoke machine at his home, and he very earnestly sings Stay by Rihanna, and then he put it up on Facebook despite his agents telling him not to because it was so earnest and embarrassing. And I watched it, and I just don't think my life will ever go back to the way it was before I watched it. Should we all watch video. this? Is this what you recommend? Honestly, I, this is absolutely very weekly recommend. Just look up Vin Diesel, Stay, <laughs> Karaoke, Rihanna, whatever. You'll find it. I mean, it's not that he has a bad voice, but like he's not Rihanna and he doesn't have a good voice. Oh my God. I'm obsessed <laughs> with the fact that he's like, I want to post this to the internet. The internet lives forever. And his entire and- team was like, oh. Maybe don't do that. And he was like, you know what? Whatever. Then- <laughs> I'm going to do it. I want to do this. I love this song. Or, you know, whatever. And it was for Valentine's Day. And at the end, he says, like, I love you, Mia Moore. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like everyone needs to watch it. And it's one of those things where I was like, how was I unaware this existed? Yeah, and it has, like, a lot of views, but not, like, so many views where I'm, like, beating myself up for not having seen it. It's mind-boggling and stay is a really fucking good song so i also (sighs) feel for him but there's like it's like his his house like it's in his house but it looks like a karaoke like if you go to like those places that have like the screen behind you you know it looks like a karaoke room and so in the background the stay music video is playing and like you can kind of hear rihanna singing under it but like it's it's mostly then. Anyway, I might watch The Pacifier this week. Oh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I used to really like the guy from The pa- Pacifier. 
Max. Oh yeah, Theria Max Thoreau. Or something like that. Theria. I don't know how to say <laughs> I just it. Just said Thoreau like Justin um, from Catch That Kid. Obviously. Thought he was cute then. Yeah, no. Uh, me and Darcy, Catch That Kid and The Pacifier were heavy on repeat. He was a little cutie. I definitely, like, had a crush on him as a kid. In hindsight, he, like, wasn't really my... He's, like... I mean, I recognize now I'm talking about a teenager, but, like, I was... I'm not, I've never really been into, like, little, like, blue-eyed blondies, mm-hmm. you know? And I was, like... But I was into him, so that's something interesting. And, of course, Corbin Blue. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I mean, stacked cast. And Kristen Stewart. Honestly... Should we watch Catch That Kid? Sure, why not? <laughs> what was it that, like, Corbin Blue's Wikipedia page ha- is, like... Is the most translated, <laughs> second most translated Wikipedia page of all time. I can't remember what the first one was, but the, the most... Oh, Obama. It's President Obama. Oh, yeah, 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 And Corbin Blue is number two. That's what we saw in a meme, at least. I mean, no, it was, like... Er, yeah, I guess it was a meme. I mean, that sounds pretty impressive. Like, I don't know what Corbin Blue is right. up to, but... I guess we can go Were to his you wiki. At work that one day we found a Corbin Blue cardboard cutout, a full size yeah. Corbin Blue cardboard cutout from High School Musical, and I just feel like there has never been an answer for. Is it in your why office? I feel work. like that needs to be in your <laughs> office. It's not okay. Nor this is actually like something that's haunted me for a long time because now I do have an office and if I could find the Corbin Blue cutout, I could safely store yeah, it. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> but I have no idea where it is. And I keep being like, no one would have taken this out, but it used to be behind the recycling right. bin. And semi-recently I went over there and I didn't see it, obviously. And I was like, maybe they moved it because they moved the printer out of that room. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've been like kind of, I haven't been like actively on the look for that Corbin Blue cutout, but I'm like, someone would have had to make the choice to like remove this from the premise because it doesn't fit it's not obvious enough to like be taken out with the trash but i just don't understand why there was ever a corbin blue cutout it is mind-boggling like because like even like i mean i honestly it's like the best like that's one of my favorite things i've ever found at work um but it's like if this is like it was this like a we're all this together i get your head in the game like work themed event i don't how come no one has ever told me? About I don't know. <laughs> and it like it was there before I was my theory, even there. Okay, this is my theory. You know, so now our whole floor. This is like a lot of work talk, but now our whole floor is one department. It used to be there used to be like HR recruiters on our floor, right? And that just seems like something that would belong to an HR recruiter as opposed to a procurement person. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. Well, we'll have to dig into that a little bit more. I'm actually if you were if you slack me the next time we're in the office so like maybe mid October 2021 I'm gonna go <laughs> yeah seriously for it. I'm like we're not gonna <laughs> you can set a reminder on slack remind me I on- almost just said to you I'm like slack me tomorrow and then I was like wait you haven't been in the office since March yeah <laughs> I'm not planning on going back anytime soon no well nice anything else no, that was, uh, I mean, you opened the door uh, with asking me who my favorite uh, late night host is, and that's how we got to a Corbin Blue cutout that used to live in the workspace we both attended. Yeah, so it's all my fault. I think we can move on. It's all my fault. <laughs> you shouldn't know what you're getting yourself into. All right. Well, then I guess maybe we should talk about the movie we watched this week. New on Netflix. Eurovision Song Contest. Yes. The story of Fire Saga. Fire Saga. I mean, the name alone, number one, this really snuck up on me. Um, I had no idea that it existed coming out. Okay. I knew that it existed like months ago, 
but I hadn't put together that it was coming out until the embargo went up on like Wednesday, like Wednesday or Tuesday. And I just started seeing a bunch of tweets about it. And then I was like, oh, people are suddenly tweeting about Eurovision and saying that it's like not shitty. And it's like such a name that's like, I was like, it's going to be like, it's like Blades of Glory. Right. You know, especially because of the hair. Blades of Glory. Right. And Blades of Glory like did not stick with anyone. Like I definitely saw it in theaters and can, I can pull like maybe three facts. Oh, I 100% saw it in theaters. But I don't have... I feel like that was kind of the end of an era with Will Ferrell movies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just said Will Ferrell and it didn't sound like his name, but I think it's just because I've had Colin on the mind for a really um, <laughs> um, But when I, I, I would have never thought that this would be a good movie and then for it to get so much attention on Twitter the day that the embargo went up and then you kind of get to where you're like, I mean... I still, like, with comedies like this, you don't know if people are being serious, like I am with Pops are Never Stop, Never Stopping, or if people are being jokey, like I am about, I guess, nothing. I take everything very seriously. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but also, like, we've all been, like, quarantined, and we're not getting any new movies, so it's hard to trust people, like, when they're like, this is a good movie, and it's worthy of your time. But I'm like, is this on, like, a Netflix scale, or, like, a real movie right. scale? This, I was just looking through Will Ferrell's filmography, and... It's, he's been quiet. He, well, this year he was in Downhill, the movie with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, which I didn't see. Right, but I don't really count that as like a Will Ferrell movie. No. He was in Impractical Jokers, the movie, which sounds terrible. Does not does not exist to um, me. <laughs> last year he was in Lego Movie 2, Drunk Parents, Doesn't count. Between Two Ferns, Zeroville. Drunk Parents? I've seen, uh, he has just as a cameo in Drunk Parents. And then okay. it's like I've never Holmes and Watson, Daddy's Home 2, oh, right. The House, God, Zoolander no one saw 2, any of those. Daddy's Home, Get Hard, Lego Movie, and then Anchorman 2 was 2013, which was probably his last, like, okay. I would say, Anchorman like, 2, wow, movie. okay. That's crazy because I used to like really ride or die for like Will Ferrell movies, even if they like weren't like I respect like, Talladega Nights, but that's like not my Will Ferrell like, like what favorite. movies did you ride or die for? I liked the first Anchorman. Okay. I liked I don't know. There are more. Me and my friend in high school, my friend Sarah, her shout out. We used to watch um, like SNL. She had a DVD disc of the best of Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Um, part one I, I don't know how many parts there are but we had part one <laughs> okay and like we used to wear that thing out like we thought that was very funny so when yeah, I was, was like notoriously in high very school, good on SNL right so in high school I would like see them all and like think they were funny I mean like stepbrothers is good yeah stepbrothers is really good like I, like I never brothers saw a lot. old school obviously I've seen elf Old school definitely is not like age well. I used to love Elf. I still love Elf. Probably. I'm kind of sick of Elf, on it, honestly, because it's like that movie that everyone wants to watch like all the fucking time. I'm it's like, because oh. it's it's like a Christmas movie. Anytime Christmas movies that are funny like become really big, you're just automatically sick of it because you're like, I don't want to be forced to watch anything every year. Right, exactly. Um, Except for the Fast and Furious movies, one through, one through eight. <laughs> Continue. Yes. But yeah, so <laughs> I don't, I mean... I'm looking. I liked Night at the Roxbury a lot when I was growing up. I never saw the movie. Really? I'm familiar with the SNL sketch. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. But no. otherwise, uh, I I don't know. Like, I just, I never saw old school. I don't know if I already said that. Like, obviously, Zoolander. Right. Superstar. But it's crazy. Like, I saw Anchorman 2, and I remember being like, I don't think this, like, I don't think this was, like, worth it. Isn't John Mayer in and it? Or are they, like... I saw Anchorman 2 once. Uh, you might be thinking of, oh my God, I just forgot, James Marsden. <laughs> you might be thinking of James Marsden. No, I think they make a joke about <laughs> John Mayer or something in it. They probably do. Which wasn't but, really, um, I don't know, whatever. That didn't, that didn't resonate with me at the time, but I'm not you, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't even think I ever um, saw it. Like, I saw the campaign <laughs> That's maybe the last Will Ferrell movie I saw the in theaters. I didn't see the campaign. I, was, I didn't see the campaign. I didn't see the house. I didn't see Daddy's Home. I didn't see. I didn't see Zoolander two. No. I don't know. I just like didn't get to a lot of these. Yeah, the campaign I was like weirdly excited for, and I remember like getting a group of friends to go, like opening night, mm-hmm. and then just being like, "Oh, this was not good." <laughs> the campaign was definitely like timed to where you're like we still think Will Ferrell is good and like we're just kind of now really hype on Zach Galifianakis right because I feel like it timed well with like the hangover yeah um there is one there is one joke that like my friends would always uh say from the campaign and I haven't seen the campaign but I think Zach Galifianakis's campaign slogan is like um we got to clean up Washington. I got my mop or something like oh, that. I literally don't remember. <laughs> I clearly don't know it, but I had friends who would say that a lot. Oh. Well, anywho, so we watched Eurovision. <laughs> yes, we watched Eurovision. Rachel McAdams. Which, right off the bat, what did you think? <laughs> um, so, as I just said, my history with Will Ferrell movies, I don't think I've ever been mm-hmm. like, as you would say, ride or die Will Ferrell. Uh, So, I mean, I thought it was, like, fine. I don't know. I didn't think it Mm -hmm. was, like, great. I don't think I'd watch it again. Like, everyone's, Uh all of the reviews I saw were so positive. So I was kind of like, oh, this might be different than, like, the typical Will Ferrell movie. And I thought it was just, like, kind of dumb. He's certainly gotten very old. Right. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's supposed to like have grown up with Rachel McAdams, I'm like, this is very... Yeah, one of the IMDb... The, you're being very kind to yourself. One of the IMDb facts said that Rachel McAdams' character would be in her 50s if, if right. like they were doing it correctly, but obviously I don't care. I mean, right. Pierce Brosnan was playing his dad, and Pierce Brosnan's like 12 years older than Will Ferrell. Who, Can we talk about how he, good Pierce Brosnan looks? He looks... <laughs> I know that's not the point of this. He looks but. incredible. <laughs> He looks so, so good. Okay, and then also, I think you'll appreciate this, but I'm watching this movie. There's Waterloo is very heavily played throughout the movie. Hot Pierce Brosnan's right. in it, and I'm just like, why right. am I not watching Mamma Mia? Here we go again. I will. I mean, nor this is, I guess I'll say right off the top, nowhere near compares to Mamma Mia Here We no. Go Again to me. I like Rachel McAdams, I guess but she important. does not have the charm of... Uh, Rachel McAdams is so good in this, and I don't think it would work without her. It does seem like a role that was written for Rose Byrne, and then Rachel McAdams came in and blew blew their socks off anyway. One of my questions, <laughs> or one of my comments, was just like, "What a career Rachel McAdams has had!" Like, P- 
people on the internet keep being like, Rachel McAdams is like actually a pretty good comedic actress. I'm like, bitch, she's been comedic. Yeah. Like you can't watch Mean Girls and not leave going. Rachel McAdams is like knows timing, knows what's funny, can tell, like, can deliver lines, you know? This is not news to me. Yeah, and I mean, we both really liked Game Night. She's great in that comedic mm-hmm. role. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, it's just, like, kind of funny to, like, think back at, at her career. I think she is, I mean, it's, I, I would never put someone's charm up against <laughs> Lily James's charm in Mamma Mia 3 because I've never wanted to be a person more in my entire goddamn life yeah. than Lily James and Mamma Here we go again. But I will say, like, this is, like, a kind of hard role for someone to pull off to be, like, naive and endearing mm-hmm. and, like, to understand, like, why she would love Will Ferrell because, like, on paper, it makes no fucking sense. No. And, like, she lives, like, such a little sheltered life and she, like, believes in elves, which is a big part. And you're like, this could be, like, a really grating, like, season one of new girl, quirky girl type thing. Yeah. And it's not grating at all. I think she's doing a really good yeah. job. Yeah, I think that she's good in it. <laughs> I, I've always liked Rachel McAdams. I uh, I think that she does have this, like, sweet charm to her. But then, of course, like you said, there's the Mean Girls aspect where it's, like, she can play the other side of it. And I think she's like, good honestly, in drama, too. I'm just kind of like, I don't know what she wants to do. It's like, you right. think, I mean, she was. She's had a very confusing career. Like, to to start like kind of right off the bat with I, I hope you're pulling up her IMDb. Oh no, you want Yeah, to I have it up. But to kind of, okay, to right off the bat, like with like the notebook and me and girls being like two of her big breakout roles and for those characters to be so different. The notebook and, then, like, and me and girls think, both came out the same year, two thousand and four. Man, I when that shit happens, I just lose my goddamn mind. But then she goes um, to but, wedding crashers. So you're just kind of right. like, okay, she's done a teen comedy. She's done like a teen right. drama. Now she's doing an adult comedy. And then she goes right. to Red And I don't Eye. think she doesn't have much to do in Wedding Crashers. No. But I she's think charming. her performance. She's charming. Her performance in Mean Girls and in The Notebook are so good in movies that are like just not like critically that respected at the time Mm -hmm. like now people really like stump for mean girls um probably less so for the notebook but like i feel like like i don't know i feel like she could like really be like a an oscar contender but i think she doesn't like those roles well i just that's what i don't understand she kind of likes to be in cheesy or funny shit yeah that's what i don't that's what i just don't understand i mean i guess the closest she would have ever gotten to it would be well she did one woody allen movie Midnight in Paris. Oh, yeah. Um, Spotlight. She did, really oh, my God, she did Aloha. Though. Remember how that was, like, that came out and everyone was, I like, see Aloha. No one saw it. I did Yeah, no one saw it. Uh, I know Emma Stone plays an Asian character. So Correct. that's just everyone. <laughs> everyone was, yeah. She no. was in, everyone was out on that. She was in Southpaw, so that's a dramatic role. And then she did Spotlight. That's probably the closest she's yeah. ever gotten to, like, Maybe. We love Spotlight. We saw it together. We do love Spotlight. Um, We've talked about this before. In my head, that's the first movie we saw together, but I don't think that yeah, can be correct. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and then she does like... I just remember specifically that we definitely saw it together. <laughs> she did Spotlight in t- Southpaw, or sorry, whoa. She was booked and busy in 2015. Everything Man, will be she's fine. she's so good in Spotlight. The Little Prince. That scene where Aloha. she's... This- 
Southpaw Sorry, we're and just Spotlight over each other. all in 2015. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out. Yeah, no, it's a it's a big year. I that scene where she's interviewing the guy and she like very clearly is like having an emotional reaction to his story and she like feels for him and like kind of wants to give him a hug but has to like be a journalist yeah, be professional be, like removed and professional. Man, everyone in Spotlight is so good. Should I watch Spotlight? Spotlight's no, a good I movie. I could do that to myself today. Yeah. But just damn that cast. I mean, but also it's like she did that whole she did the season of True Detective. So it's just like, I kind of don't know what kind of role she right. wants. The season of True Detective that I didn't watch. I watched it. It wasn't Okay, good. there's a season of True Detective with, I'm grabbing my microphone, with Colin Farrell and Rachel McAdams. And I'm like, meh. Vince Vaughn, Taylor you know Kitsch from your favorite TV show, Friday Night Lights. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Do you know how bad something has to be re- reviled for me not to like get through that anyway? That season was so weird. <laughs> there was so much going on. I was just like, what is the fucking point? If it was a movie, if it was a shitty movie with Colin and Rachel, I'd probably watch it on principle. But like, I can't get through a whole HBO drama series. <laughs> oh, she got it. Sorry, she got an Academy Award nom for Spotlight. She said for her performance okay. in Spotlight, she was awarded a Screen Actors Guild Award, a Critics' Choice, and mm-hmm. a Satellite a Satellite Award, Independent Spirit Award, as well as a nomination for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. That was such a weird year, though. Wasn't that the Fury Road year? Twenty fifteen. No. Yes. Hold on. Yes. I'm pulling it up. Um, it was, I think, because I remember, like, because. Spotlight was kind of, I think it only won Best Picture. And I remember being, like, happy, but... So, she was up against um, Alicia Vikander, won for The Danish Girl. Jennifer Jason okay, Lee was crazy. nominated for The Hateful Eighth. Eight, excuse me. Okay. Rooney Mara and Carol. And then Kate Winslet right. and Steve Jobs. I do think that was the Fury Road year. Um... But yeah, I I think like I know Spotlight was never really in the conversation for like acting ones really. Maybe Mark, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is important. But I did not remember that she was nominated. Yeah, but no, I mean, uh, I think that I think that she's good in this. I thought that it was fine, and then I was like, I was pretty disengaged in the whole movie. I even had like a photo mm-hmm. shoot mid movie because you know what the fuck else am I doing? And then the final performance happens, and I don't know if it was like the song or if it like brought me back to like Lizzie McGuire movie or what. But I like felt like the tears welling up, and I was like, "Fucking a! Am I about to start?" I'll tell you this, Nora. In this Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> And guess what? I'm a dumb slut. I'm always a dumb slut for like a final song during a competition. I remember I watched all of Pitch Perfect three, two, two or three, and um, maybe three, maybe two. I can't remember. I watched one of them, and at the end, like a song played, and I remember nothing else in the movie except for the song being like, "Yeah, damn, I don't know. I guess this just works." Yeah. (laughs) It just. It was. I felt like the music was. It's just so funny to me, and we talked about this recently, where it's like when you have to make music for movies, and it's like yes. it has to like kind of teeter the line of being like too cheesy and not good, but also like still a bit of a bop. And it's just like so insane to me when like these songs are written for movies, and I'm like, oh, that's actually like a pretty good song. Like it's kind of a nice song. So, uh, yeah, I, I liked the 
their music. I loved her outfit in that semi-final performance. The like blue with the scarf and whatnot. I thought that was super pretty. Agreed. Agreed. She had a lot of fun outfits. She did. I liked her... The one that she wore to the song along with all the sequins and the matching oh, earrings. Oh, yes, of course. The song along. <laughs> yeah. The song along. I mean, I was just desperately trying to get us to talk about the song along anyway. Because the second it starts and it's share, yes. believe, I'm like, man, I'm such a fucking sucker. And I have never really been a Eurovision person. I'm like kind of semi-aware and I'll normally watch like the winning contestant like oh, the I've day after. But I've never been like... Okay. Uh, there's all the, during the song along, a lot of the people that they have, like, you know, kind of close up one ons uh, are all like past winners. Yeah, or, like, that's people what I who saw. are really famous. Apparently, Will um, Ferrell is like a huge Eurovision stan. I feel like you'd have to be to make this yeah. movie. I feel like you'd have He's to be to make this like movie. He's been to like a couple niche. Eurovisions. I think his wife is European. And so I think he like hmm. found out about it through his wife and then. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, been to like a couple Eurovisions and got to go like backstage and stuff like that. Like he's just a huge fan. And I'm like, wow. how? I get it. I said to Darcy, I'm like, should we get really into Eurovision? And she's like, that seems more like a you journey. <laughs> and, and I was like, yeah, I do like pop music and global culture, yeah. I guess. But um, I, I really like the song along. And then they bring in Madonna. Even the Black Eyed Peas, I got a feeling. I was like, man, this song kind of slaps. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm what like... about when they covered Happy? And I'm like, yeah, God, this song is several. So. I'm so sick of it. But also, like, I don't know. Like, that is just Happy was fit. such a... Str- it does fit, but Happy was such a strange choice because I feel like everyone, like, in the year 2020 accepts that that was, like, such a moment and you, like, could not go in a fucking strip mall without hearing happy mm-hmm. for months on end but it also like it's just a very like theater kid like glee choice yeah <laughs> yeah no i thought that like the music was fun i thought dan stevens mm-hmm. was fun in it dan stevens i was okay so in <laughs> in eurovision dan stevens sings a song called lion love he's russian and it's like a very deep voice like it almost makes me a little uncomfortable like i don't know why <laughs> like sometimes he would like hit a note i'd be like this just can't be right um and like the only other time i guess i've heard dan stevens sing is Beauty and i mean the he's Beast. in her smell but he doesn't sing it i don't think but in beauty and the beast he's yeah but he's like auto-tuned to sound like a beast so i always thought his beast songs were like very auto-tuned and now i'm like maybe tan stevens just kind of has a wonky voice he, maybe it's the not beast him singing that auto-tuned. in this movie kind of sounds like him i don't think i mean i know it's not rachel McAdams singing no they've but they've whoever said, that singer is is incredible who voiced dan stevens too <laughs> Interesting, because Dan Stevens can arguably sing. Yeah, he just maybe doesn't have that deep of a voice. That, I'm not yeah, sure. yeah. But I just, it's funny that Dan Stevens keeps taking these roles where he's like in music movies or singing movies, and like I have no idea what his singing voice sounds like. Yeah, Dan Stevens is kind of a character. He's really. Dan Stevens makes like I don't like I I feel like he's one of those things like. I always kind of put Dan Stevens and Nicholas Holt in a similar vibe, but Nicholas Holt's like a little more of an indie kid, you yeah. know? But like for some reason, those two like go hand in hand in my mind. But like Dan Stevens, like he nothing he chooses makes any sense to me. He was in the Call of the Wild. Do you remember him in that? 
That was like the last movie I saw in theaters. Do I remember Dan Stevens? Yes, yes, I do. He he's like an asshole. Okay, he's like that a fits. rich asshole who like goes to the Yukon and is like, these dogs will take me and my wife to find gold. And then things don't work out well for him. I'll say that. Yeah, no way for all of the while. I did like. <laughs> I mean, I did like not process that he was in it. I definitely when I saw it I was like, oh, Dan Stevens. Uh, but I, I, if you were to say Megan, what movies has Dan Stevens been in this year? I'd be like. Okay, the one I saw two days ago, and I guess that's it. Yeah, you know, well, he's in four <laughs> movies this year, but two of them are okay, still wait, in post-production. Uh, but yeah, yeah, then last year is in Lucy in the Sky, which no one saw. The year before... I was excited about that, and I just never saw it. You know who liked that? Griffin Newman. R- he said everyone hates it, but he liked it. Isn't that weird? Not important. Weird. Moving on. <laughs> uh, and then the year before that, he was in Her Smell in a movie called Apostle. So... Right. It, I saw her smell last year, but I guess it did come out the year before, technically. Yeah. He's had an interesting career. It dropped around Endgame. Uh, Dan Stevens. I mean, he was in Legion for the longest time, and, like, I don't know anyone who watched that show. No. I don't know. Isn't that, like, isn't that, like, technically an X-Men show? Like, I remember, I think that was one of those TV shows that, like, started off as, like, oh, like, they're in, like, a mental hospital, and they're trying to, like you know handle that and then it ended up being that they were like mutants oh i literally no idea aubrey plaza's in it (laughs) we uh also in this was demi lovato demi lovato was in this and got more screen time than i thought i know sorry i agree especially since they had her character blow up spoiler alert in the very beginning right Right. Within like the first 20 minutes, Demi Lovato's character is dead. I'm trying um, to see. I mean, I guess I had to know that they were going to get to Eurovision, so something had to happen. <laughs> uh, it looks like they filmed... Uh, filming started in August 2019. When did Demi mm-hmm. Lovato For, overdose? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 it's hard to keep up with that stuff. And also, there's no, I have no concept of time anymore. Seriously. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, I, I was kind of surprised to see her in there. I thought that their little joke about her was pretty funny about how she has a perfect accent and yeah. uh, sings in English. Right. Oh, she overdosed I will say, in 2018. Okay. So. I will say that Pierce Brosnan wears some little sweaters in this. Mm hmm. So that's art to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> my Pierce Brosnan's more of a short sleeve button down uh, on the coast of Greece guy. You oh, know? yeah. But I like to see him in a little sweater. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It is like fucking ridiculous to see him standing next to Will Ferrell and being like, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since I feel acutely aware of what Pierce Brosnan's kids do look like and how, and how old they are. And so that's just another thing that was on my mind. <laughs> yeah. So what did you give this movie? I think I gave it a three, three and a half, three... I didn't hate it. Like, I mean, it's like great quarantine content. I will. I listened to Believe and Ray of Light shortly after. So, like, that's successful. I'm not going to, like, I mean, it's definitely no pop star, never stop, never stopping. But I understand that, like, considering how dry the content has been, mm-hmm. that this is, like, a real. And also, I mean, I don't know. Like, this, it's, this is a weird one because I feel like this isn't, like, a. 
like this wasn't like a South by comedy. Like when we watched King of Staten Island, I'm like, this feels very South by Southwest, mm-hmm. you know, um, or like the lovebirds. This is like kind of just like a studio comedy. That's kind of like low stakes. Yeah. You basically <laughs> knew it was like probably not going to make a ton of money. Right. They were but I am just theaters. feeling, I'm just feeling so like needy for just like a fucking action popcorn movie and i'm like the things i have to look forward to are like palm springs which i am excited about but like in a different way and then i'm just like if we just keep waiting till the fall and then it's just like oscar stuff that gets dumped on me like i just feel like my whole year is out of balance so that's why i'm like watching minority report (laughs) and the mission impossible movies because i just feel like that's what's missing from my life right now and i just still think about how good i felt that day i watched fury road alone in my apartment oh like why can't everything be that steph and austin (laughs) steph just watched uh fury road for the first time after she listened to our podcast hell yeah she was like i want to watch that movie now so i have been like every like almost every person i've talked to in the past couple of days. Well, I will say it's funny. Um, like I, I evangelize Fury Road a lot. And I also, I mean, I've been, I always like the Fast and Furious movies, I guess, <laughs> but I've been talking about them a lot because it's another thing I've been missing. Like I want to like, I just want to watch a Fast and Furious movie right. in theaters. Like that's what I should have been doing this summer. And I feel like I feel that whole um, but it is funny, like, I posted a Fast and Furious joke on my Instagram story, and it's just, like, every single straight male who I am friends with on Instagram interacts with that, and I'm like, we don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah, I know, I miss, uh, that's why I'm like, I hope that we can go to the movies again, because again, I'm like, maybe I would have enjoyed mm-hmm. this Eurovision movie more had I been in, in the theaters. theater. Like, of I just course. don't, I'm not, like, a home viewer I can see also, like, I bet the Alamo would have had some fun Eurovision drinks or something. Yeah. Like, I could see that happening, and it just would have, like, enriched the experience for me. I will say, like, when I'm talking about the movies that I'm missing from the summer, it's, like, definitely shit you don't care about. So I'm sitting here being like, wow, we didn't get a fast movie. We yeah, didn't but get I would have heights. watched you're that. Like, I couldn't give two shits, but it's still, like, it's still part of a balanced diet. Yeah, I just, <laughs> like, like, I need. I just, it, we can't go from, like, sad indie comedies right into, like, dramas in October I will have whiplash I know (laughs) I just like need to be able to like sit in a theater and not think for two hours and that's like what these movies are good for you know what really hit the fucking spot right now goddamn Wonder Woman I would kill for a Wonder Woman (laughs) Chris Pine you know who could play father (sighs) and son Chris Pine Pine and and Pierce Brosnan Brosnan? nor oh my god that is that is inspired. <laughs> Someone write that movie. Someone write that movie. I'd the watch Chris, it today. Chris Pine's getting a little gray. He's letting his color. And they could sing because because Chris Pine can sing and Pierce Brosnan likes to sing. <laughs> yeah. Get him in a Mamma Mia movie. Fuck. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> Wow. You can't drop this bomb on me at minute 55. Yeah, you better start working on the script and then just oh send my God. it to... I have nothing else going on. Should I write Mama Thria and just write in Chris Pine, not as a character, as the actor Chris Pine will come stay at yeah. the Hotel, Hotel Belladonna? Belladonna. <laughs> I think you should. That sounds great. 
Um, I know. I'm bummed that um, that uh, they got together in the movie because if if Amanda Seyfried and Dominic Cooper had broken up, hmm, hmm, this is interesting. Yeah, you'll have to sit on that for a bit. I just, I just miss being in the movie theater. Maybe. We watched. Huh. Micah had never seen Grease. So we watched that on Friday night. Yes, you did watch Grease. And I was so giddy the entire time. I was like, this movie's Right, so you're good. a big Grease gal, because you were a big Danny Zuko gal. 100%. I had a bowl, stuffed animal right. bowl that I named I was never, him. I liked Grease, but I was never, like, that was never, oh, so I don't know. As I, I don't think I was as into it as a child as you were. Yeah, I really loved it. I did, when my high school uh, production did it. I did have a crush on the guy who sings Beauty School Dropout. Oh. So shout out Mitch if you're out there. Hey, call um, I think he's married now, but we did like me and my friend were like, mm, love it. <laughs> yeah, we watched Grease and then neither of us had seen Saturday Night Fever. So we watched that. Oh, interesting. Have you seen? I've never seen it either. Well, uh, I don't. I was never a Travolta gal. I don't know if I would recommend. Um, I have mm-hmm. an uncle who, when he became a citizen, he changed his middle name to Anthony after the main character, yes. Saturday Night We've Fever. But, and I get why, like, men mm-hmm. would like the movie, especially, like, men who grew up in the 70s and, mm-hmm. like, disco and whatnot. But <laughs> we started watching it, and, like, a couple scenes in, there were, like, a bunch of F-bombs, and Michael was like, oh, this is, like, not the movie that I thought it was. He thought it was, like, a family-friendly movie about dancing. And I was like, no, I, uh, that's not the impression I ever got. I'm like, for starters, no. it's rated R. Also, he's, right. like, and plus, a I think boy. If it had been, like, a family-friendly movie, I feel like we would have seen yeah. it, you know? Yeah, because, like, my family had the soundtrack because my, my dad really yeah. likes disco music. But, right, yeah. Has your dad seen... Um, uh, everybody wants something. <laughs> I don't think so. Do you think Robert would be interested? I'll recommend it to him. We'll see what he okay. what he likes. But there there are some like inappropriate moments. I don't know if you want to send a movie <laughs> to your dad, but it's a good movie. I think so. Well, Saturday Night Fever includes like a gangbang, and right. the target of the the recipient of the gangbang is Louis Stevens' mom from Even Stevens. Right complicated so you know i i i guess i i guess i won't put it on my immediate i don't watch think list. you have to um i mean it was like fine. i'm kind of like deep in the mission impossible Nora efron right now which, which is like not really that vibe yeah but they like really go well with each other Nora efron and yeah mission impossible. no that's that's like my two personalities two sides of the same coin <laughs> that's you yeah yeah um so yeah that was that was interesting and then I watched this today. I'm just kind of like, get me back into a movie theater. Yeah. But also coronavirus. I mean, go I'm down. not, I'm not willing to, you know, spread the pandemic for it, but man, it would just really turn things around for me emotionally. <laughs> I'm just like, just, just show a movie that's already come out. Like if they were to play, I mean, I would watch this movie under any circumstances, but if they would play like super bad, I'd be at the mm. Alamo. Like, I would be like, all right, let's go. Like, I'm going. This is my night. I'm so excited. 
Um, I do have something to say because I'm looking at my TV stand and I have my DVD of Sleepless in Seattle out and I'm just completely going off the rails here. But I want to say this because I think I've said it before. In the past, I have said that I was always more of a you've got mail person than a Sleepless in Seattle person. I just feel like I haven't sat down and watched Sleepless in Seattle in a really long time and I did that recently and... I mean, that movie is just so fucking good. Oh, really? <laughs> I've only seen it the one time so, when I was sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. I think I only, I think I'd only seen it once or twice. And I remember being like, this is ridiculous. Like, I was probably in a jaded little era where I was like, they've never even met. How are they falling in love? Um, which is wow. a fair criticism from teen Megan. Uh, <laughs> but when you watch it, you're like, man, mm, this works. Yeah. It works. So I'm watching You've Got Mail again soon. Ooh. So I still think I'm more of a You Got Mail person because just like, I mean, like owns a bookstore, has like a little like fight with Greg Kinnear. Uh, Tom Hanks and oh. that one's a much more. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> well, true. But Tom Hanks and that one's a much more like sassy character. He's a real sap and sleetless in Seattle. But you, yeah, I mean, he is a kid, right? He does have a kid. That's like kind of the whole thing. Yeah. Like that's the whole movie. It's like Tom Hanks has a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's definitely still no when Harry Met Sally always will oh. be the peak. But of the cruise, Meg Ryan's, I'm wondering now having, I will watch them like basically a week apart. And I'm like, how, how is this going to shake out for Meg? This is a fun little journey. You met Hanks. And I'll keep you all updated. You said cruise, what Meg Ryan's. Well, Fucking A, <laughs> Mission Impossible on the mind. God damn it. That'd be an interesting Cruise and Meg Ryan would never work. That would never work. It's, Cruise and Meg. He's way too aggressive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's too, like, no one that gets with Tom Cruise is ever, I mean, in movies, is ever, like, like charming. <laughs> They're always, like, intense femme fatales. Yeah. Well, no. What about Renee Zelliger? And Jerry Maguire. Hey, Zellweger. Jerry Maguire is kind of a weird one. You're right. You win, Norm. Congrats. Thanks. Congrats. Well, do you have anything else you want to say about Eurovision, or should we move to a recommendation? We can move to a recommendation. I did already give mine, but I can't remember what it is now. Um, I don't even remember either, and I was listening. (laughs) So that's real great. We called it out specifically. My recommendation. Hit me. So yesterday I got up really early and went hiking and then I came home and I was exhausted and I like took an, a 30 minute nap and then I mm-hmm. used, took another 30 minute nap and then I was like, okay, well, it's like two in the afternoon. You need to like get up, you need to like sit up. Life. Otherwise, like you're just going to sleep for the rest of the day. And Steph was watching mm-hmm. TV in the living room. So I was like, oh, I'll like, I've never seen this show. I'll just watch it with her because it'll you know keep me awake kind of thing and like not in my bed and she was watching naked and afraid xl oh my god oh my god i've never seen naked and afraid before and then xl means that they're stuck there for 40 days and it's people who had like already (gasps) been on naked and afraid and it was we watched like the last like three episodes and it was like the most intriguing television i'd seen in some time so I I have like I remember it was like a real phenomenon when it came out and I remember like watching a few episodes but then getting stressed out and like being like this is not 
like all my reality TV shows are like things that you can just like go endlessly on, like Chopped mm-hmm. or something like Love It or List It, you know. Um, and I just could not do endless <laughs> naked and afraid. Yeah, it was okay. it was interesting. interesting. I I because it's like so far off from. I mean, like when I went hiking earlier in the day, like we had to like cross some water, and the water was like moving really fast, and we had to like kind of do like a little leap thing, and I was terrified and. Um, you know, I was wearing clothes, so I can't imagine doing naked and afraid, but it's mm-hmm. like very much not my life. But anyway, mm-hmm. I thought it was really fun. Okay. So. Yeah. I remember mine. You're going to want to Google Vin Diesel oh, yes. stay, Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And the video is called Vin Diesel dash stay, parentheses, originally performed by Rihanna and parentheses. Oh <laughs> All right. I'll check it out. <sighs> Not really sure how I feel about it. It's a good song. It is a good song. Vin, Vin knows what's up. Vin does. Vin knows what's up. All right, Meg. <laughs> Until next. Happy Valentine's Day, Mia Moore. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> to follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.